Part two, section six of the Age of Reason by Thomas Paine. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Could we permit ourselves to suppose that the Almighty would distinguish any nation of people by the name of His chosen people? We must suppose that people to have been an example to all the rest of the world of the purest piety and humanity and not such a nation of ruffians and cutthroats as the ancient jews were a people who corrupted by and copying after such monsters and impostors as moses and aaron joshua samuel and david had distinguished themselves above all others on the face of the known earth for barbarity and wickedness if we will not stubbornly shut our eyes and steel our hearts it is impossible not to see in spite of all that long-established superstition imposes upon the mind that the flattering appellation of his chosen people is no other than a lie which the priests and leaders of the jews had invented to cover the baseness of their own characters and which christian priests sometimes as corrupt and often as cruel have professed to believe the two books of chronicles are a repetition of the same crimes but the history is broken in several places by the author leaving out the reign of some of their kings and in this as well as in that of kings there is such a frequent transition from kings of judah to kings of israel and from kings of israel to kings of judah that the narrative is obscure in the reading in the same book the history sometimes contradicts itself for example in the second book of kings chapter one verse eight we are told but in rather ambiguous terms that after the death of ahaziah king of israel jehoram or joram who was of the house of ahab reigned in his stead in the second year of jehoram or joram son of jehoshaphat king of judah and in chapter eight verse sixteen of the same book it is said and in the fifth year of joram son of ahab king of israel jehoshaphat being then king of judah began to reign that is one chapter says joram of judah began to reign in the second year of joram of israel and the other chapter says that joram of israel began to reign in the fifth year of joram of judah several of the most extraordinary matters related in one history as having happened during the reign of such and such of their kings are not to be found in the other in relating the reign of the same king for example the two first rival kings after the death of solomon were rehoboam and jeroboam and in first kings chapters twelve and thirteen an account is given of jeroboam making an offering of burnt incense and that a man who is there called a man of god cried out against the altar chapter thirteen verse two o altar altar thus saith the lord behold a child shall be born to the house of david josiah by name and upon thee shall he offer the priests of the high places 
and burn incense upon thee, and men's bones shall be burnt upon thee. Verse 3. And it came to pass, when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God, which had cried against the altar in Bethel, that he put forth his hand from the altar, saying, Lay hold on him. And his hand, which he put out against him, dried up, so that he could not pull it in again to him. One would think that such an extraordinary case as this, which is spoken of as a judgment, happening to the chief of one of the parties, and that at the first moment of the separation of the Israelites into two nations, would, if it had been true, been recorded in both histories. But though men in later times have believed all that the prophets have said unto them, it does not appear that these prophets or historians believed each other. They knew each other too well. A long account also is given in Kings about Elijah. It runs through several chapters and concludes with telling, Second Kings chapter 2 verse 11, And it came to pass, as they, Elijah and Elisha, still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Hmm, this the author of Chronicles, miraculous as the story is, makes no mention of, though he mentions Elijah by name. Neither does he say anything of the story related in the second chapter of the same book of Kings, of a parcel of children calling Elisha Baldhead, Baldhead, and that this man of God, verse 24, turned back and looked upon them, and cursed them in the name of the Lord. And there came forth two she-bears out of the wood, and tore forty and two children of them. He also passes over in silence the story told, Second Kings chapter 13, that when they were burying a man in the sepulchre where Elisha had been buried, it happened that the dead man, as they were letting him down, verse 21, touched the bones of Elisha, and he, that is the dead man, revived and stood upon his feet. The story does not tell us whether they buried the man notwithstanding he revived and stood upon his feet, or drew him up again. Upon all these stories, the writer of Chronicles is as silent as any writer of the present day who did not choose to be accused of lying, or at least of romancing, would be about stories of the same kind. But however these two historians may differ from each other with respect to the tales related by either, they are silent alike with respect to those men styled prophets, whose writings fill up the latter part of the Bible. Isaiah, who lived in the time of Hezekiah, is mentioned in Kings and again in Chronicles, when these historians are speaking of that reign. But except in one or two instances at most, and those very slightly, none of the rest are so much as spoken of, or even their existence hinted at. 
though according to the bible chronology they lived within the time those histories were written some of them long before if those prophets as they are called were men of such importance in their day as the compilers of the bible and priests and commentators have since represented them to be how can it be accounted for that not one of these histories should say anything about them the history in the books of kings and of chronicles is brought forward as i have already said to the year 588 before christ it will therefore be proper to examine which of these prophets lived before that period here follows a table of all the prophets with the times in which they lived before christ according to the chronology affixed to the first chapter of each of the books of the prophets and also of the number of years they lived before the books of kings and chronicles were written table of the prophets with the time in which they lived before christ and also before the books of kings and chronicles were written isaiah seven hundred sixty years before christ one hundred seventy two years before kings and chronicles not mentioned in either kings or chronicles jeremiah six hundred twenty nine years before christ forty one years before kings and chronicles mentioned only in the last chapter of chronicles ezekiel five hundred ninety five years before christ seven years before kings and chronicles not mentioned in either kings or chronicles daniel six hundred seven years before christ nineteen years before kings and chronicles not mentioned hosea seven hundred eighty five years before christ ninety seven years before kings and chronicles not mentioned joel eight hundred years before christ two hundred twelve years before kings and chronicles not mentioned amos seven hundred eighty nine years before christ one hundred ninety nine years before kings and chronicles not mentioned obadiah seven hundred eighty nine years before christ one hundred ninety nine years before kings and chronicles not mentioned jonah eight hundred sixty two years before christ two hundred seventy four years before kings and chronicles in second kings chapter fourteen verse twenty five the name of jonah is mentioned on account of the restoration of a tract of land by jeroboam but nothing further is said of him nor is any allusion made to the book of jonah nor to his expedition to nineveh nor to his encounter with the whale micha seven hundred seventy five years before christ one hundred sixty two years before kings and chronicles not mentioned nahum seven hundred thirteen years before christ one hundred twenty five years before kings and chronicles not mentioned habakkuk six hundred twenty years before christ thirty eight years before kings and chronicles not mentioned zephaniah six hundred thirty years before christ forty-two years before kings and chronicles not mentioned haggai zechariah and malachi all after the year five hundred eighty eight 
this table is either not very honorable for the bible historians or not very honorable for the bible prophets and i leave to priests and commentators who are very learned in little things to settle the point of etiquette between the two and to assign a reason why the authors of kings and chronicles have treated those prophets whom in the former part of the age of reason i have considered as poets with as much degrading silence as any historian of the present day would treat peter pindar end of part two section six